pal. All right, we're back. Um, so, Crash, you've been doing this. You've been in this tank business longer than – did I fuck that up? No, I didn't. You've been in this tank business longer than I've known you. You When when did you get started making these fucking things? Um, it's about 15 years at 99. And what, a- what, what brought you into that? Well, yeah, I think it was with me. I was ready to, you know, I used to have a, I used to have nightclubs, and I was in the music industry, and I had, a, um, you know, narcotics. I was into uh, drugs and stuff. I like to do that for, uh, you know, but it was, the time was in, the, you know, in the '80s and stuff. And there's a music industry. We used to have nightclubs. I used to do uh, management, and then I wanted to do an audio later on. Back in the right. '70s, where Stevie Ray Vaughan and stuff like that, blues clubs in uh, D.C. And then we went on like in the '80s and had like a, you know Culture Club, the Rhythmics, and I worked with Count Bass. And then later on, I went into the audio at Caesars, and I worked in the showroom in there, and I worked with you know, Liberace, and there's a on and on, you know, different designer, uh, whatever, you know, shows from. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I, uh, we uh, used to tour, you know, a little bit and then uh, these gigs and then I uh, got a band going there and uh, we used to open up for uh, one of the bands I was touring with and then we said, great. So I got interested in like, oh, now we're to make some, be in this, uh, make, doing music and got these studios and uh, had 60 of those in Hollywood. And then finally, uh, I, I was done, you know, I had enough of these people. I was strung out on heroin and, you know, I used to do right. So you say, oh, I've had enough. I'm not I'm functional, though. I'm not a, a stealer. I don't steal. I'm a, I'm a functioning guy back then, and I don't steal, and I work, and I do jobs. But I used to get, I used to like to really get high. You know, I was a part of what the, you know, what we did. Right. But so I was finally done with that, and I, I, I kicked the dope and whatever, and went on out there to Vegas from Hollywood. Left my buildings and. I built a recording studio. I got a ranch out there, 10 miles south of town, built a, built a studio in there. So I had my guys come out. We're going to do some recording out there at this uh, ranch I got there. And I'm in the back there. I just built it. I have my head now. And there was like an old water thing from what the horses were getting water from or whatever it was. I had my head in there, and I was working on my voice. And when I pulled my head out, all of a sudden I, I know I'm supposed to build these deprivation chambers. I don't even know what is a deprivation chamber. And it hit so you so had hard. you had like this idea, <laughs> Jamie. Can you take this down off the? Just go with the screen so we could just see those <clears throat> those photos that were on before. I'm, I get distracted sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you just out of nowhere had this idea. To, it wasn't even an idea. Build. It wasn't an idea because I didn't even know what it was. So it, it just hit, hit you, and it wasn't like a voice, a light, or nothing. It was just all of a sudden. I had my head in that thing. I was like, and when I pulled my head out, I knew I'm supposed to build deprivation chambers and get ever people to do it. I don't know what is a deprivation chamber or nothing. I just right. built a recording studio. I got no interest. I'm already doing what I want to do. I don't need to change a life or I've quit doing what it was that was holding me up. You know, so I was on my path already, but it hit me so hard. And at that moment, I was relieved of all my previous, uh, you know, like I had a, you know, you think back and say, oh, I used to have this. Or I used to have that. I'd built empires and then collapse them over the years. You know, I'd right, worked, right. worked, worked really hard. And then because of too much fun wrecked it every time you know so i'd been through and at that point in my life i was thinking bummer you know i kept thinking about now i'm starting over again and whatever and at the moment when i pulled my hand out of there this no longer affected me at all none of my past was so you lean into this thing that they use to hold water hold water for animals horses probably and you looking in there and you pull your head out and all of a sudden you have this mandate you have to build sensory deprivation tanks exactly so you, you essentially got a message from god I don't believe in God. Listen, pal. He was talking to you. You better fucking believe him. If it wasn't God, who was it? Was it I don't dog? believe in anything. I don't know what it was. I'm confused. It, okay. it does indicate, though, some sort of superior uh Well, think about the, mo- the, 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 the chain of events that happened, though. 
you create that thing. You know, you 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 improve upon the existing dynamic, the existing design, rather, in a, in a su- substantial way. You become obsessed with it. You and I get hooked up. We make videos about it. We start putting it out. You're doing a podcast now. More people are finding out about it. More people are opening these centers. I get, every time I go to a town, like it seems, if, if it's a town that has a sensory deprivation tank, I get these offers to come stop by and check them out. And people yeah. say, hey, we started doing it because we heard about it on the podcast. Exactly. It's a, a great way to make a living. We love floating. We love the benefits of it. We just want to thank you so much. That happens all the time. You're in the movie, man. You're in the movie. Because it, it, what happened, happened. And, and, and what's going to happen is yet to be. Because what's coming up still is 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 much larger than what's happened so far with tanks with these chambers, right? We, you think we, they're going to be everywhere? I don't think so. I, I'm I'm pretty well sure of it at this point because I, I I have a, a I have a realistic uh, vision of the situation, and, and and I'm convinced at this point that indeed it is going to work. You know, and I don't know the, the, how it all is going to turn out, of course, but I, I I think that we're having a chance now. And that's why this situation is so important to me. This this disinfection and this electrical and all these these features that have to do with health and safety. Mm-hmm. So this can become a safe, healthy, and uh, a uh, just like restaurants, just like yes. anything else that involves cleanliness. This is very important. It's a public Absolutely. service. And then for you, what's important is that it protects the benefits of this service, where all of the negative aspects of it are eliminated with foresight. Correct. You're thinking about it in advance, and I think that's super important, and I, I really I really commend you on that. And you also have these um, really fascinating ideas about how to go about that. I mean, your 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 systems, the, the cleanliness and all the, the ozone, the filters, and the, 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 UV. The, the sensitivity of the filters, it's all incredible stuff, incredibly detailed stuff. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time keeping getting better. We're just now finishing up with a whole nother bunch of stuff, too, that... It's one thing after the next thing after. See, when I first started this, I was using a part from, you know, this or that or whatever. There was like no parts for anything that you were trying to make, so you had mm-hmm. to like really try to figure out how to uh, improvise. Whereas now, though, all of every single component that we use is made for us. We have very specific providers of all of this stuff that we've refined over the years. These containers, everything. It's all very specific. Because there's a, 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 an, an unbelievable amount of problems. What's that, that term? Bespoke, right? The custom made. Is that what bespoke is? I don't know. It's all. I, I believe that is. Bespoke we, we is cool. We learned placate in the last one. No, no, I want to learn and bespoke. We're going to learn bespoke no, in this one. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure th- that's what it means. Um, made to order. Yeah, that's made what to it order. Means. Right. Yeah. So but, essentially, these parts and components did not exist no. until you came along and designed right. these exactly. new new devices for chambers, and then, and then figured out how to get them all to work together. I yeah. mean, it's been, uh, you know, to get it to go on, to get it off, all the electrical. I mean, it's been a, uh, it's been okay, it's been fun, you know. I mean, it's, it's getting like to the point now that we're, we're glad that we finally are on the other side of all this stuff and that it, it's a valid system, that the system now uh, demands uh, uh, acknowledgement. We put it in there and they, they can't say, hey, you can't do this here. That's, that's not true. We could put one of our devices anywhere, and the authorities will allow it because it's done to code. That's why when these places, they're trying to get through this trouble, they're looking for an exemption or a uh, – what's the other word they got? Variance. Variance. These different uh, things they try to get 
also, it's not a swimming pool, so you don't have to have any code or whatever. These things aren't cool. Right. The thing is, we want swimming pools be, have code? Right. Yeah. And because this isn't a pool doesn't mean it shouldn't have code. That just means it should have a set of codes that are specifically designed for this environment, which is what this stuff is here. This uh, CCS standard here that we have, you see it's, it's all that stuff there. Mm-hmm. That, that, and you, you read through this and... This is the reality of the direction that the industry is going in, that the authorities are aware, and, and then they're not stupid. They understand what liability is. They, they can't say, hey, go ahead, it's okay, we don't care. And they can't turn a blind eye on this anymore right. because it's been brought to their attention now. Well, it's also been brought to their attention that uh, there, there's a lot going on right now where people are being investigated for, for things like the Dr. Oz stuff where he's got all this weight loss shit that's out there and you know all this self-help industry, like things along the lines of isolation tanks. It could be incredibly damaging if these things become as popular as you and I think they will be and the filtration systems aren't good and people have nightmare stories. Exactly. So it won't skin survive. Infections. It won't survive. It won't survive. That's yeah. what happened when they had the AIDS. Yeah. The AIDS came out. These things were not ex- capable of dealing with an AIDS. Even these these uh, uh, parasites, like the cryptosporidium, that that'll take ten days in chlorine to deactivate. Uh, Giardia. That's that's a, you know a, a yeah. day in chlorine and then bromine and. These are not effective methods to deal with. Well, these. That, and that's something that people had considered for these tanks, chlorine, and it's 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 actually bad for your skin to sit in it like that. <sighs> it's not it's not healthy for you. Like the skin, like when you go into a chlorinated pool and you go into like a public pool, especially that's heavily chlorinated, it hurts your eyes. You're I mean, it breathing feels like shit. it in to yeah. your system. It is you're breathing it, and when it's breaking down in action with these other materials. These methanes, and the, like I say, it's creating a, a plethora of toxic byproducts then that need to be eradicated. Mm-hmm. You can't just keep – that's why you go to these places. They say, hey, how often are you switching that water out of there? And they go, oh, you know, this guy on that thing with uh, Hamilton said, oh, every four months. And you're going, huh. So today you're going to take – he says it's expensive. Don't want to do it. It's expensive. So today you're going to take $800 of your money and throw it down a drain. But yesterday – it was just fine to charge somebody to come in here and stew around in that stuff. And, I mean, it isn't right. I mean, there should be a regulatory agency that demands, you know, a certain level of uh, – Of cleanliness. Yeah, please, absolutely. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's important. Well, it's important, too, that there's, there's ways that people can avoid the negative aspects entirely. Figure that out. Do it. And don't half-ass that. Don't put people at risk. But as I said before, as we were talking about before, this is one of the things that I wanted to get into. Um, what about, like, a commercial version of it? Uh, a non-commercial version of a home version of it, a, right. a, a version where you know that it's just going to be you using it. You know that you're not going to do anything stupid. You're going to take a shower before you go in. You're not going to urinate in it. You're not right. going to. It's only yours. Right. Like you wouldn't need all that other extra jazz if it was only yours, correct? Well, what what we would want to do is make sure that whatever we build is built to code. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put stuff into circulation that's not code worthy. Like if something could happen to somebody. Liability issues, like if they if we cheaped out on something and, and made it, and then they they it would, you know okay, but listen, hold on a second, you're saying cheaped out, but I don't necessarily think it's cheaping out. It's only cheaping out if you don't know what's going to, into that water. If you know what's going into that water because it's only yours, it's not cheaping out at all. It's like, do you need to overburden your system? Do you need to make it so it's unbelievably stringent? It removes all the pathogens? No, you're not no one's going in there but you. Yeah. if it's just you. Don't you think well, that that would be – I mean, I, th- not only would that be totally acceptable, it would be ethical as long as you tell the people what to do. Well, I could agree with that. 
you know, the, the 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 issue is with us though is that people they're 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 going to take that 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 system that we said is for your home mm-hmm. and they're going to put it into a commercial uh, space. Right. But you know, once that these laws and all of these uh, standards are put into place, then certainly then we might be interested in saying, okay, now here's how it could be done that that would be less uh, effective, say, than the commercial version. Mm-hmm. But first we would have – first what we're, we're very diligent about is to establish these guidelines in the beginning, not to say, oh, well – yeah, uh, some of our stuff does this or that. It's like all of it does. It's certified. It's it's mm-hmm. it's perfect as it is now. But the rest of it is like okay, we could do that, but it wouldn't be you know what it is that we've taken so much time and effort to to get right. Now mm-hmm. we know all the other components, the less expensive ones, let's say, right, and we could do that, right. Know? But what, what I'm saying is the only reason why you need all those expensive components because you're dealing with more than one human being, right? If it's me, that's the one human being. I'm I'm completely okay with taking super clean actions on it. Personally. Yeah, wouldn't that be like? Um, I like to have the best. I know, but for someone who lives, you know, in a, in a modest way and can't afford to spend the massive amount, is there a way? Like, I know that there's this new thing that they're coming the Zen out with. Tent. Yeah, what Zero do you think of that? Well, it's a shower curtain on a on an aluminum frame, you know, right. which is uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to keep that stuff from uh, hardening up. There's a lot of things I don't know about, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. want to the like salt in the water. Yeah. Right. And now the, I don't know how they're going to keep that somewhere without getting uh, hard. I don't know how it's not going to dissipate out of there. You know, I, mm-hmm. I haven't really studied into it, but I, I'm aware of certain limitations that occur just in general when you're dealing with this material. Right. And do you think that perhaps some of these other designs are made from people that do not have a long-term history, a long-time history in this sort of a business? Like they don't understand exactly what's involved. What the Like I remember uh, – the thing about uh, the dude who worked for Samadhi, he had encountered all the bullshit before. He knew about when engines seized up. He knew the salt content was too high and it would fuck with the spot engines you replaced. He knew he knew in advance what it was probably when we talked on the phone, what the issues were. Yes. And he would come home and fix them. So you think a lot of these folks, they're just sort of getting into tanks now and then they go, hey, I got an idea. But they're not foreseeing the potential hazards or issues that would come from these things. Yes. <laughs> Is that a good, a good explanation? I believe that that's uh, this, this story. I don't think that they care. The, the ones mm-hmm. that I'm aware of, some of these guys, I don't know them, you know, because I, I try not to, 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 to get involved with these people because we're on our own page. We right. are trying to get – we're not We're not trying. We're doing it. We, 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 we are moving forward in a, in a direction – I understand, but I mean, you're aware of these all these little yeah. companies that are coming up, and the yeah. good thing is that it's making people aware of tanks, like a Kickstarter. You know, somebody sent me a Kickstarter for that that Zen tank thing, and I looked at it, and I was like, I don't know if I can retweet this. I don't know enough about it. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. I don't know if it's a good idea. It I don't made know it on it's... that Google on your computer when you have the Yahoo uh, uh-huh. search motor or whatever it is. There. I saw it on the Yahoo. It said, "Oh, Zen Tent or whatever." It's interesting. So it's the public has a uh, somewhat of a uh, interest in it. Like say the E News is doing a uh, uh, some uh, series on uh, actors and how they get into uh, peak performance or whatever it is like this and that, and they want to include us in that uh, uh, in that uh, frame of. Uh, 
this type of activities that using sensory deprivation. Yeah, tanks. you know, and it, it's, how uh, many celebrities use sensory deprivation tanks? Is there a lot some, now? There's more and more. We have them coming in more now. Really? And, uh, yeah, there's some that you know that are very. Uh, it's very. It's pretty cool too. You know, and, and there are those good people as well. The, the ones that come in that are famous or whatever. They're they're never like a big. Uh, you know, it's me or anything like that. They come in low. You wreck. You know, uh, that's why I come in, dude. Elton John sunglasses, big fucking feather hats. <laughs> Gotta come in big. About well, to go into okay. the spirit world. Yeah, you Gotta know, I dress I up for the I, occasion. I, I, Wear your gators. They're, 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 but the people <laughs> then that 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 are attracted. So what I'm saying though is it, it's becoming more and more of a yes. mainstream. It's uh, becoming more and more popular, and people are becoming more and more aware of it. And I know a lot of fighters use it. Diego Sanchez is really big it. on it. Uh-huh. Jeremy Stevens, who we talked about earlier, he loves it. There's a did lot of guys. Did he win that, that like fight, it. or is that coming? He did up? not. It was a very close uh, fight, but he did not win. But oh, it was uh, it was very close, and it was very good. It was an excellent fight. It was really close. Like at the end, I, th- I believe it was a split decision. Wow! Uh, and at the end, uh, we were going, man, who knows? But uh, I think the right guy won. I think Cub Swanson won the fight. But it was like I said, it was super, super close. They both put it all in. Huh? Oh, it was great. It was a wild Shit. fight to watch. These guys are so skilled. Mm-hmm. That that spin about kick where that guy kicks him in the chin. Mm-hmm. I watched you walk out on a little clip, and you're walking out on. This is a long time ago, and as you're walking. You you don't even stop walking, and you jump around and kick the guy. I think you kick him in the chest or something, and he goes out immediately. I mean, it was like it wasn't even – you didn't even stop walking. And then that guy from uh, – what, what is that show? There's a, a Law and Order show. The bald guy that's like the captain or whatever he is, he was telling the story about you and him. They're going through New York, and there's these uh, hoodlums, right? There's like a four or five or something like that. So Joe says this. What are you talking into a microphone crash? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. So Charles, uh, Joe says to him, I forgot his, do you know who the guy is, the bald law and order guy? He's like the- Dan Florek? Dan. So he's saying, you guys are, and Joe looks over at him and he says, hey, can, can you take one of these guys? And he goes, okay, I'll try it. And he says, Joe jumped up and, and knocked wait a the minute, first- Wait a minute, wait a minute, this never happened. In New York. I didn't knock anybody out. This is a you completely fabricated him. story. And you are in New York, listen, and some hoodlums are giving you trouble. Listen to me because you're talking about me. I'm this trying shit to, to did explain. Did not happen. Did not happen. Never happened. See, this is the story he told me. Was he was because he, he was might coming have been over on pain pills? Are you sure it's the he right might have guy? Been on Ambien. I don't know if it's the right but guy. But you just never had a problem like that. I did not beat never. up anybody in New York. Never kicked a guy down. No, the other ones I, ran off. I haven't been. In, That's what he told uh, me. No, I haven't been in any sort of a physical altercation since I was in high school. Really? Yeah. You never did. You never get into a situation with some guy giving a lippy mouth, and you got to put him up. There was there. a guy on Fear Factor that I had to grab, but once I grabbed him, you shut happened. up. I just grabbed him, huh. held on to him, grabbed his neck. But shut I, didn't, him I right didn't hurt him. I just he was too dangerous. He had hit some people before. He had thrown his wife down on a television show, and he had attacked a counselor on another television show. And we they had warned us before he came on the show that he was like he was very. Um, he was a contestant, and he yeah. had this uh, previous he was background. A, he was a celebrity, um, one of those reality celebrities. Huh. He had been on a reality show with his wife. Oh, this is the new one. It was an old Fear Factor, and old. they had reality shows back then. Oh yeah, man. Sure, they had Survivor Man started in. 2000, I want to say like 2001, or Survivor did rather, huh. 2001, and this guy was on The Amazing Race, which I think was like 2004 or three or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they've had those for a long time. You grabbed right? him to get him just to chill. Well, I, think, I thought he was going to hit me. He kept getting in my face. I pushed huh. him away. He got my face again. I was like, I'm not going to let... The... the problem with someone hitting you is it's really hard to see they're going to hit you if they sucker punch you. By the time you react, you've already been hit. 
You know, it's the reaction times that people have are way slower than action times. Action times are way faster. So if mm. someone decides to hit you and you don't see it coming, it can be very dangerous. And when someone keeps invading your space and they're they're not listening, they're violent, they're angry, they're spitting your face, they're screaming. If you just let a guy hit you, you know, the first punch is one of the most important aspects of any sort of an altercation. The, you get hit, you get hurt, that you hurts. get damaged, and then someone can fuck you up. Yeah, you got to be really right. careful Trying about. to regroup. Yeah, so when someone, he's violating all the laws of engagement. And he's also, he's showing himself to be very, very dumb about physical altercation because he keeps coming forward. I push him away from me, and he keeps coming forward again. Like, the, something's going to happen if you keep doing this, and you're not thinking about it. You're not thinking about what the repercussions are. You don't even know how to fight, and yet you still you already know that keep you coming already towards see him, uh, how well, he's presenting himself but not just that i'm looking at his physical frame i'm like he's just he's frail it's there's nothing there spun, that's like yeah. dangerous there's no explosive movement he's he's spitting he's yelling he's red in the face he's all emotional he's going to run out of gas in 5 seconds if i grab him i'm just thinking all these things like but i don't want him to hit me that's the only one time though that's the only one time excellent. on television i mean i've gotten in arguments with people before but i'm a nice person man ah. for the most part i can avoid most bullshit but i didn't kick anybody in new york that's what i think he said he said i think the, the other ones ran off you asked him if he could happened, handle man. one of them well, he said yeah i don't know what to say i don't know, I don't know what to say I don't, I don't know what you remember i don't know who you was don't. on ambient i don't know who was uh... who's on third <laughs> right i don't know neither to be honest with you but yeah i wouldn't do the that the thought though. about though is that a lot of these people i think that they're, they're you know once you stand up they take they, they'll, they'll scatter off Sometimes, sometimes put the choke just on the, the guy's neck. That'll usually stop. Dude, him, right? You know, you, you should always hold. avoid any physical choke? altercation <laughs> if you can do it. Any physical altercation, if you can avoid it, please do. You're yeah. always better off. People, cooler heads prevail. People relax. They calm down. They calm down and get over a situation that could have resulted in a murder. I mean, that happens all the time. Where it's just like people escalate and they get to this point and they make irrational decisions and they're super violent and then they go and do something really dumb. You know, it happens all the time. People, mm. they get caught up in their emotions. They get caught up in their anger. They get caught up in their, their primal chimpanzee rage. And they just fuck up and they do something terrible. That's why, how people who love each other wind up killing each other. I mean, where, how could that even be rational? How could you ever kill mm. someone that you used to love? And it all boils down anger, to huh? some of the same issues that we were talking about earlier. People don't have releases. They mm. don't have a release for their aggression. They don't have a release for their frustration. They don't have a release for the energy that their body continues to make. They have all this food they're taking in their body. Their body's getting fat because uh, they're not exercising it. So there's all these imbalances and everybody's uncomfortable. And people are agitated. They're agitated and easily irritated. And it's all about personal maintenance and it's all an issue of personal maintenance whether it's by taking yoga classes or what you and i like to do by getting into the tank or what some folks like to do they just like to go for an evening jog i know a lot of people that say that they they go for a jog like jamie's a big jogger you go for a run and it clears your mind when it's over you just things that seem so important 20 minutes ago they don't seem that important anymore an hour ago you were sweating all these different things and now you're like eh, in a greater perspective everything's going to be okay i was just caught up in a wave of momentum of emotions and anxiety and oftentimes you can alleviate a big chunk of those just with physical exercise they're like they say that physical exercise is as effective of, as antidepressants when it comes to making people feel better. Really? Yes. That physical exercise for a lot of folks is the recipe. This guy writes a uh, comedy writer, and he comes in and he says that. What's he, his name? I don't. 
I don't know his name. I forgot his name. He comedy goes, writer guy. Yeah, he's a comedy writer guy. He goes for a walk, though. He doesn't even – no, run. Mm-hmm. He says he runs. He doesn't even like to run, but when he goes out and he runs, it creates a uh, – a mental framework that he uses to write with. Yes. So he'll go out and just go for a run to create the mental mind frame mm-hmm. that he's going to work off of his uh, material with. Yeah. Not to get the physical uh, benefits. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, whoa, that's a uh, interesting uh, – because I know sometimes I'm riding my bike, some stuff comes into my head that I'm, I would – oh, Wow. I didn't think about that, you know. Right. So I guess when you're in this, you know, exercising mode too, your your, your physical stuff is taken care of. Well, sure. You're also you're pumping your body filled with blood. You're ex- accelerating all your processes. You're getting all your hormones going. You're getting all your endorphins going. Your body's pumping. You know, you're flushing yeah. out your system. Everything's moving. You're sweating, so you're sweating toxins out of your system. Allegedly, I don't like when people talk about that because usually they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm getting rid of all the toxins. Are you really? Are you just sweating? You know, what's happening here? So I'm not really sure if I should say that, but that's a lot of it. It's uh, you know, it's uh, exercise. Yeah, I think that sweat. allows the mind to uh, release a little bit, or at, at mm-hmm. least come down. Perhaps when it's the physical uh, uh, situation is requiring more of you than, mm-hmm. and then your mind is like freed up from creating uh, problems to evaluate. Yeah, it's, it's the battery thing we were talking about earlier too. It's your body stores up all this energy and you don't have a release. Some folks never have an, any sort of an explosive release, like months, weeks, you know, days. There's nothing. It never happens. They have no no release. So their body's just like, blah! You know, it's designed for all these different things that it doesn't get used for. It's designed so that you can do manual labor. It's designed so that you could hunt for food, so that you could gather and farm. It's designed to be sturdy when required to be. And when you don't require it to be, it gets uncomfortable. You know, and that's that's the issue that a lot of people face in this weird modern world that we've created. That we don't we don't give the body what it really truly needs. That's that homostasis mm-hmm. thing. It's supposed to be like a natural state or something like that. Where and I think that one of the fascinating things about the tank is that it allows a very unusual type of relaxation. It also is an incredible way to absorb magnesium into your body. Like magnesium, which is an important mineral, it gets absorbed through your body through those salts. It's like Epsom salts is one of the best ways to get into your body. You feel better. When you lie in that thing, you feel invigorated. I lie in that thing for a couple of hours, and I feel like I just slept. Like a really good eight-hour sleep. Like, oh, my body feels good. It's such a good, good thing. I mean, so good those for chambers you. are so good. That's what it's, you know, the people, they, they, and what's interesting is that people like it. When they come in and they do it, they go, oh, you know, that was Amazing. very low percentage of, uh, you know, not that we ever ask or anything, but most people say, wow. Wow, you know, it yeah. was, uh, it's such a positive uh, learning, and uh, the the downside, you know, I, I don't even know what it is. I don't think there's a downside, but I have had people come to me that that were in a poorly set up tank. Um, like this one guy came to me and goes, "Hey, I tried to do it, but I was sweating." I was like, "Well, you're in a badly set up tank. You're not supposed to sweat. You're almost supposed to feel slightly cool yeah, just when you get in somehow, uh, just slightly cool." And if you're sweating at all, it's just the temperature of the water's too high. Right. And that can happen. It's happened to me before. I've had my temperature set wrong or for whatever reason it gets warmer outside. It's, I, I, I emailed you about that recently. Exactly. You just said, just leave the door open for a while. Let's some of the heat out. You know, Did you trade the number down one notch or just left it? I left it. Do you want us to take it? Oh, it's too late. Yeah, okay. it doesn't matter. I can do that. It's not yeah, yeah, I do. yeah. But it's, um, if it's set up correctly, 
It's uh, an amazing thing, and it should be something that everyone, at least at one point in your life, recognizes or experiences. Because I think that it's it's an alien environment that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. If you could take a pill that could give you the experience that you get when you're full blown in the tank, you know how that you know that feeling that you get when you're fully relaxed, when you've completely let go, like an hour in or something like that, where everything is just so chill and your mind is in this like incredible place and you're you know essentially just breathing and floating. When you hit that moment, man. If you could get a pill that could put people in that state, it would be like ecstasy. People would be like trading it in the black market. They'd be like, this is amazing. Dude, the feeling that gives you, like the world goes away. Dude, you don't feel your body. The world goes away and you're alone with your mind in an empty room. You'd be like, whoa. <laughs> people would freak out. Oh, yeah. It's a film. Yeah, they right. would be like, that's the craziest drug ever. You're like, right, yeah, right. man, it's freaky, bro. It's so illegal, though. If you get caught with it, you're dead. It's completely blacked jail out. Forever. You can't see anything. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's just... It. It is like a drug in its effects, but it's completely natural, completely safe, completely... I mean, I guess you could get addicted to it because I think a person could get pretty much addicted to anything, right? You know, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. (laughs) (laughs) People say that about jerking off, then they get blisters in their dick. Yeah, and the locusts come in, too. You got to worry about the locusts then, you know? And then you got to worry about, you know... People get that way with gambling. People, I mean, people get addicted to a lot of things that aren't physically addictive as far as, like the cellular level but uh, you get addicted to those rushes that you get you get addicted emotionally uh, people get addicted to fighting with their spouse it's a lot of people that just can't help it they have these seesaw battles in their relationships where they get mad and yell at each other and then they recover and they love each other so much better because of the fact they've gone through this this it's almost supposed to be neurochemical yeah. so we're we we get upset and then we go we get a hit from that well, it's interesting. We're, we get bored. You know, we're designed to go uh, wild through the jungle, banging each other like monkeys. You know? <laughs> but we don't do that anymore. So we get bored. So the way we keep it exciting is start fights. Get upset. Make up with each other. Madness. Yeah. I just think what what I love about the tank is that it gives you the chance to sort of step back and see stuff like that. It gives you a chance to step back and see like your whole life and to be alone with your mind. Be alone with your mind to just really get a good look at what the fuck's going on. It's such a good place to go too. When yeah. you be then because it's like the regular world is just loaded with stuff now. It's like a constant in order just to like unplug, not answer the phone, or not not have anything going on at all. It's yeah. so very uh, so rare, compli- complex to get yourself somewhere where where you, you almost have to like leave and go on a vacation or something. But in there, you could just. You could just get in there and close the door and then take yourself out of whatever it was that, you know, was where you wanted to leave from, you know, and uh, come back later better prepared to uh, to deal with the situation that it might have been, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's just it's so interesting to me that this slipped through the cracks for decades that somehow or another people forgot about this and it was one of those things that was incredibly fringe when I came upon it. Um, I went to a place called Soothing Solutions that's still open in Burbank. And uh, they have those Samadhi tanks, and they do a great job taking care of them. They have a shower right there. They have a good, real good setup. And the lady that ran it was super nice, but she was like, it was on the verge of going under. Like, there wasn't that many people that were using those tanks. It was just, uh-huh. it was pretty rare. 
It wasn't like this super popular thing. And I remember the first time I did it there, I was like, this is fucking bananas. How is this not something that everybody's talking about everywhere you go? And I, I questioned her about it. And I questioned other people about it. And then I would ask people, have you heard about it? And I was stunned by how few people in the psychedelic community didn't do it. We were going to sell thousands of them. Dennis thought, McKenna's never done it. I'm getting there going, this is such an outrageous... You know, you're going to think everybody, when I first did it and I started doing it, I'm going, this is something that it, it's. Graham Hancock had never done it. I know it. You tell he's me. He's supposed to come to my house and do it. I, I was going to send him to you to do it. I know. I Next time he's in, uh, he's in America, I'm fucking, I'm dragging yeah. him to one of those things. Yeah. It's like, how can you go around? You travel all the way to the jungle to do ayahuasca. Come. It's right here. Sit yeah, down. He's tapped into himself really good. He's, oh, he's amazing. Super uh, intuitive like that. He's yeah. a great, great guy too. Just a, a beautiful human a being. Human being. A yeah. Real, somebody that really has a lot, a lot in him too. Fascinating, contribute. honest, inquisitive willing to take chances and even if he's incorrect occasionally with some of these ideas the ones that he's been correct about it's pretty mind-blowing some of the implications of one of the, some of the things that he's discovered and with things like we were talking about this in the phone on the, on the uh, car right up here that go beckley tepe situation where they've discovered this incredible uh, stone ruins from 14,000 years ago and this is something that they just didn't even know existed before they didn't know there was a culture 14,000 years ago that was capable of building something like this and because of the fact that it was covered up 14,000 years ago, they're pretty sure that it was built at least that long ago, perhaps they seem to even thought longer. That it was covered up on purpose. It was so covered up was on hidden, purpose. They said, I think. They explained how the arch and this is all mainstream archaeology, folks. This isn't some weird fringe shit. This is, uh, I mean, pretty much completely agreed upon by all these different scientists that at some point around 12,000 years ago, they covered all of these stone structures. And it's an enormous stone uh, structure complex of these concentric circles and there's these weird three-dimensional carvings that are into these stone columns. They're huge. They're very intricate, very difficult to, to do, especially back then when they thought that people were essentially just hunters and gatherers, which is, you know, they didn't think that people had built cities back then. So 14,000 years ago, someone, or 12,000 plus years ago, someone had had the ability to do this that we were unaware of until this discovery. And this discovery wasn't even made until, like the, I think, the 90s, 80s or 90s. Someone found one of these stones, and they started uncovering it. And to this day, they've only uncovered like 5%. It, why isn't that a focus? Well, it is. It's just slowly but short. Well, it's only 5% uncovered, but it's, it's a no, focus no. of us. I mean, why, why isn't society uh, like informed about Because Kim Kardashian's ass is huge, and a lot of people <laughs> think it's fake. <laughs> That's it. The, her dog has got a he's got a, his paws his sore. Something's wrong. There's something wrong with the dog. What yeah, the shall dog we is, do? is the 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 shoo dog. The, yeah. Well, it's, it's just a, mainstream television, mainstream media is a lot of is you know it's it's a business and it's based on the the base humans the 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 amount of numbers. Look, I've talked to a lot of people that work for paparazzis that work for like TMZ that work for these people. They're just regular people that are a part of this system that they get some money out of. And the, the get some money out of the system exists because people are curious as to what Britney Spears is up to. They're curious as to, you know, how Kanye West is going to deal with uh, Jimmy Kimmel making fun of him. People just get super obsessed by this stuff, and there's a business in feeding that obsession. So all these people that don't take themselves away from the television and don't get into an isolation tank and don't take a yoga and don't consciously choose to not inundate their mind with silly nonsense instead if they just 
took a, a broader path, took a, a, a wider view, took a, a more sensible approach to their life, you know, I think we would see less and less of that stuff. You know, it exists because there's a void, because there's a reason for it, because it's interesting to people. It could be a fad. Maybe if people continue to, you know, get smarter it, it, along the hoping. course that we looked at earlier in the podcast, the court, um, not the courtship of Eddie's father, but of um, Leave it to Beaver. We look at Leave it to Beaver and then look at things that we see on television today and the sophistication level of the media that we produce, the, the, the artwork that we produce is pretty intense. The growth amount is pretty intense. So I think that that is just that's the evidence that people are becoming more sophisticated overall. There's still going to be plenty of idiots. There always will be. There's always going to be people that resist. There's always going to be people that are like involved in religious cults. There's going to be people that are ideologues that have these in, insane ideologies. There's always going to be that. But I think that overall things are getting more sophisticated. People are becoming more aware. People are becoming more smart. Don't you think? I'm I'm hoping for that, and I believe that that's that's probably correct. And the tank's part of that in some way. The tank can help a person. I mean, if everybody. You know, and like I say, they put them in these schools, help these kids, you know, the, define themselves. You know, that that's very important for people to, to have that opportunity and that, that uh, option mm-hmm. to take and uh, turn out how they want to be based on what it is that they think that how they want to be. You know what I mean? So do it because of your own reasons. Yeah, and know what those reasons are. And that's one of the things about meditation, whether it's TM or whether it's yoga, or whether it's going into a tank. When you're alone with your thoughts, you get an idea of what your thoughts actually are. If you live your life just acting constantly on the momentum of other people's expectations, of Ugh. you wanting to be liked by these other people, you can run into a trap and you, you, you set up a life that you didn't really want. You're fucked. You're, you're, you're trapped in this situation where you have a mortgage, you've got credit card bills, you've got student loans you have to pay, you have a bunch of shit going on that you have to continue to feed. And all that, and especially if you have a family and you have to feed them, oh my goodness, then you're fully locked in. You can't take any chances whatsoever. And oftentimes people make the mistake of getting stuck. And it is just a tactical mistake, just like it would be a mistake if you got stuck on a video game. Just like it would be a mistake if you followed a map incorrectly and you got stuck in the woods. Your life is certainly some sort of a journey. It's certainly some sort of a journey. And we have to all be aware that when we're making journeys, we're not going to always make the right steps. And sometimes you have to back up and try again. And if you're in a position where you can't back up and try again, you've trapped yourself. And the system will set out honeypots for people to get trapped in. The system will set out the ideas of retirement, the ideas of the golden years, providing you benefits, providing you a healthy work environment. Why? Well, because they want people to work for them. They don't want people to realize their own dreams and escape. And those, that's a fucking pain in the ass. So you got to hire more people and train them. And they want to set it up so that you stick around. You stick around in some sort of an unsatisfying world. It's up to you to see that video game problem, to see that issue as it comes up on the map. And no, no, I think this is a right turn to see all the problems that could 
potentially lay in front of you and calculate your, your future. And then also look around all the people that didn't do it and look at the misery that they're in and learn that you don't want to be like them. And then look at the people that are, have kind of taken chances and navigated their way. What did they do differently than you? What, what, what objectivity do they have that maybe you lack? What insight into their own mistakes are they willing to delve into that you're not, that you step back and you go, you know, I just don't, I just don't want to look at myself that closely. But the person who's able to look at themselves the closest is going to get the more rational results. Well put, you know, because you're your own architect, you know what I mean? You you turn out how you... Sort of. I want to be like Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. Shit's not going to happen. You know, know, if you wanted to be like a seven-foot-tall black guy, it's really... The odds are slim. Yeah. Uh, you can't yeah. imagine if you could imagine they found out that the secret is real that you could just become whatever you want so if you thought hard enough about being a giant you would just start growing if you thought hard enough about being a woman you would just turn into a woman like people like look at you like is something going on crash you just be like uh well i've been thinking a lot about living my life as a woman so i just started to become a woman and you could just do it like from a cellular level Un- just- unconsciously Totally what consciously. The, what's going on here with this? Wow, that's ridiculous. I'm talking about them completely consciously. Isn't that the idea behind like the the secret? Did you get like um, when that whole uh, the secret thing was going on and what the bleep do we know and people started really getting into the idea of manifesting your own reality with your imagination? Did you get a lot more people coming into the tank centers looking you know for what? a place I, I to do it? I think that was probably like kind of in the people maybe started to uh, that uh, group. Uh, what's it called? Group uh, consciousness or something. Mm-hmm. Collective, Collective consciousness. consciousness. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't really like that. And I don't like that Yonemoto stuff about the water having a personality or whatever it is. Is that bullshit? I have a dark field microscope. And I studied, you know, a bit about water. And, I, you know, I, I yell at it or I'm nice to it. And I can't tell the difference. You know, I'm trying to, hey, you, you know, it's, you're rotten. And it doesn't seem to affect the water under my microscope. But he does the freezing. I don't know how he did it. But what, is, what is it called? The message in the water? Well, it's Yamamoto. He's a scientist that uh, suggests that uh, the water is a – like we're water sort of I think is the the, the premises that yes. if you're nice to water, water's nice. And if you're nice to people, they're nice I think. It's something – It's called wrong. Hidden Messages in Water and mm-hmm. it's all um, pretty fascinating. But uh, a lot of people think it's total bullshit. Scientists think that. Yeah, but those are the ones you got to listen to, man, because all these other people, they're seeing ghosts and shit. You know, the problem is the scientists are the one that are in, a- analyzing shit and looking for actual results, whereas the people that are, like, really into spirituality and channelers, and they're looking to find a very specific result. They're not looking to just measure these things. Do you know what's fun? You ever done that thing with the muscle testing? And they push on your arm, and they put the little medallion on you, the Tesla mm-hmm. medallion or whatever, and they say, oh, you know, you're... This is a Tesla technology, or now it's uh, t- so okay. They, they put a little wristband, a little whatever it is. So I could never understand how that works. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me, right? Right. That. So, so one day, this guy shows up and he says, yeah, "Okay, let me try this thing." So I have a, a desk behind me with a towel on it. So next is a proximity thing. You, you got to be within ten feet of this thing, or something, or it still has an effect. So I say, "Okay, okay." What is this thing again? It's like a medallion. They're, a medallion, yeah, or a ring, or a thing it's like on, magnetic on or your some wrist. Shit. Yeah, they yeah. say something's about Tesla technology, and then oh, they put God. your arm up and they push down on your arm to People see. People love that's all bullshit. Those are carny tricks. I couldn't understand how it was. So I took the thing. Now I said, "Okay, here, watch this." Took the table behind me. I had the, I'm going to have it in my hand or not. I right. put it behind my back and I either put it up on the table underneath the towel. 
or I had it in my hand. Right. And when I came back then, all the tests were off. The guy had not a clue how to manipulate the test. So, anybody- oh, so he didn't know if you had it on you. So then he started doing all his carny tricks, and it didn't. He couldn't commit to them because it didn't exactly. work. Uh huh. Wasn't well, certain as I had to the outcome he was trying to produce. Try it with me. He did it to my. Uh, my co-host in the UFC and he was believing it. He had one on shit. He was telling me, you got to try this. It's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, what is it? And the guy goes, well, let me explain it to you. It's all about polarity. He starts using all these words. Yeah. Polarity, magnetism, it's all yeah. about fucking voodoo. Tesla. He's all telling me all this stuff. <laughs> and then he said, uh, this, this, uh, this thing, when you put it on your wrist, going to make you stronger. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah. So he goes, all right, um, I want you to do this. And he was like, put, maybe put my arm out right there. He goes, okay, now resist me. You know, and I, and I resisted him. And then he's like, all right, you're not supposed to be able to resist that. I was like, well, look, man, you're making a mistake. You, you, you got bad leverage. You're, pushing down, you're trying to push down on my arms. You're not big enough. I can hold my arms out there like that. This, is, do this, your lift up. Yeah, I, I lift weights. <laughs> this shit ain't going to work. And then he goes, uh, all right, now I want you to put this on. You know, like, tell me if you feel like stronger. I go, I'm not any stronger. You're not going to get me stronger from a fucking little rubber band around my wrist. This is ridiculous. I go, you're standing in a different position. I go, you're doing it differently. I go, you were trying to get closer to me before, and now you're doing it further away from me, which, you know, you have less leverage. Leverage. This is stupid. I was like, this is dumb as fuck, man. Parlor and trick. Dude got mad at me, man. He of was really upset at me. His face started getting red. I go, listen, man, there's no scientific basis for any of this shit. He goes, well, 100,000 athletes can't be wrong. Turns out they were wrong. Turns out they sued. And turns out there's a class action lawsuit and all those fucking people got their money back. I mean, it's like a, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's the, a parlor the, trick. Total horseshit. But- I talked to fucking athletes that swore it worked. They do that. The people, they believed it see, worked. See, that's why, like you said, was it, the chamber, though, is like they do all those uh, hoaxy or mm-hmm. this, they tried this, or they, they tried the acupressure, and they, they do these shows on TV, and they try to, uh, you know, uh, discredit uh, yeah. these uh, natural... Uh, uh, so. Well, you, you can't what? discredit the chamber. They've never been able to come well, up and say Well, they wouldn't want to, do first of all. It's, it's so natural. It's so natural and so positive, and you look at it, it's so ingenious in its design. Tank and filled with Epsom salts, so it effective. It does something... It helps you do something with yourself. And I mean, what else is there that does that hardly? I and mean, it's uh, super relaxing. It super helps you calm down. relaxing. And we could all use to relax. Ugh. Fuck, I know I can. God damn it. Listen to me. <laughs> I could fucking use to relax. That's always. People are coming in there in a big hurry. They're in a big hurry to relax. Yeah. You know, they're in a hurry. Hurry up and relax. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I only have an hour. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. get in there quick. And we give them two hours for 40 bucks. That's amazing, by the way. You have the best fucking rates, man. Nobody has rates like that. Everybody else is like, I've heard 50 bucks an hour. I've heard people saying, well, you know, there's no money in this. There's no profit in it. So it's, we, we have to charge this much just to keep the doors open. But what you've always done is, uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many people have gone to the float lab and go, dude, it was so cheap. I was like, yeah, yeah. And, compare, and like in my town, it's 150 bucks for an hour. Like I've heard that. I've heard 150 uh, bucks I've seen it all. for an That's hour. What's the most expensive bummer. you've ever heard someone charging? I don't know, buck 20 and stuff. I don't know. Fuck. It's, see, it just it, it bums me out because it's not cool to charge people like that, to, to try to, you know, if, if you if, – this is if people say, "Oh, you know, you can charge more." Well, so what? I don't have to. I don't. Well, you know? if you have an initial investment and you build an X amount of tanks, and then you have a place where it makes sense, like as far as like the amount of rent, and then you just have them filled all day long, it can be profitable. I mean, you're not going to be Rockefeller, no. you're not gonna, but you're not trying to do that. No. You're just trying to spread this shit. Trying to accommodate the people in general, not a specific group of people. 
Like, I remember when I said the clubs, I always have the Jello shooters for a dollar. I have a dollar brew, beer. Always a dollar draft. Right. Always. And then I have dollar shoot. All my schnapps is a dollar. You know, because the people that the money is a thing for you're dealing with regular. You want to have what is your objective? Are right. you trying to make? Is this your money thing? Are you trying to provide a service and and create a, a, a community? Like the yeah. people that come to you. Like I never hear anybody. I have never once heard anybody go to your thing and go. You know what? Crash was rude. The place sucked. The tanks were expensive. No one's ever said that. They always say, "Oh, Crash is so cool. The place is so nice. I love it there. It's great." Like well, no one, no hear. one has any negativity. Well, that's that's but like that's Ian's a, so handsome. Look at him over there, yeah, beautiful bastard. A, they bring they come to the girls. <laughs> I look at. Oh, it's a good move. That's, Ian should be like oiled up and shirtless. You attract yeah, dudes it, and girls. <laughs> you have people coming in from all around to use those tanks. Yeah, did, he, did Ian use this tank? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, Take yeah. me to the tank. Did Ian use this? Oh, hey, that's oh, a, that's a, another thing. We have Uh-oh. your old chamber. I want to give it away. We uh, we updated that thing too. Okay. We made, it's all black now. We made the inter- We changed the door Ooh. out. Now it's a it's a black door and it's it's inlaid, and we've taken we've uh, fixed it all up. And oh, so that's awesome! We're so gonna do something with it. Let's do that. Let's yeah. um, tell me what we need to do, and we'll uh, we'll give it away. Let's do something because like- I gave away my last tank. Yeah, my Samani tank. I uh, I had a random drawing online. People sent me their emails, and I just went. I spun. I like did the thing with my uh, yeah, my yeah. laptop, and I went clip. Okay, this guy. And then I just sent it to that guy. Just total random, decided to send it to this one guy in San Diego, and he got my tank. Well, this is Shipped not, it to this him, is, we, 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 we tuned it all up. It's an outrageous vehicle, man. It's, it's a cool rig, and it's, uh, you know, it's your old thing. So is it, How much good. does the assault cost? Uh, it's funny about that, too. You see, you, you, you're thinking about the uh, Epsom salt, magnesium sulfate, right. USP grade, right? Yes. It depends on where you get it at. Even though it's labeled the same way, USP is a pharmaceutical grade. Mm-hmm. There's a quality is different. Like if you know, so anyway, you could get it at the home. I mean, at the uh, Bed Bath and Be or uh, ninety nine cent store for fifty cents a pound. Right. It, yet it's you know, like it's not eight, the highest grade. No. Even though so, you got to get it from you. You hooked me up with some chemical company that yeah, sells. Yeah, that's it, right? who I get it with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like seventy five, eighty cents a pound or something there, which is you know. But so you figure it's like a thousand pounds. It's like eight hundred bucks. You know. Cool. But the that chamber though is in is in primo shape. We have it all fixed up, and uh, one day we'll figure out what we're going to do because you know we're, we're going to be talking more about this uh, this venue in Westwood. Yeah. So you're going to open up a place in Westwood. When is right. it going to be open for the public? That's a good question. We've been working on it for a while now because of the uh, a few uh, d- details with people that we needed to. Uh, Get behind us. How many tanks do you have right now in Venice? Two. Two. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Wow. And the, and the tank know, place in Westwood will have 10? 10. Ooh. So the two in, in Venice are booked up like deep into August, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And would be if you probably had 20 of them. You know? We turn out, there's a lot of calls and we don't make an effort to uh, utilize uh, any, you know, like we, there's been some shows on the TV shows wanted to come in. We haven't even been able, we don't have any time. Right, so right, it's like right. saying, oh, they want to come and film there or something. Well, but, Vice filmed there. That was cool. And yeah. Hamilton Morris, I remember he contacted me after it was over. He said it was one of the most life-changing things he's ever done. He ate a pot edible and got into your tank and just right. like changed his world. Well, it changed our world, too. <laughs> that really uh, was, a, was, an ex- was an extraordinary opportunity for us then to, uh, to uh, have the chance to, to show some people what this was about. He, right. he informed a lot of people. You know, uh, you know, you and him and uh, other people that you know that mostly it's just you and him. I don't know who else has really been. Uh, well, that was his first jaunt. 
yeah. you know, his first uh, real run in the tank. But he's his whole thing, that pharmacopoeia show that he does, mm-hmm. really was fascinating. He had a lot of really fascinating episodes, really cool, um, well-produced episodes where they covered a lot of different kinds of psychedelics, a lot of different kinds of subjects. But this this subject, this um, this whole thing where people are getting curious about altered states of consciousness is increasing and growing. And even more so, this idea that you could do it in something like the tank, where it's totally natural and safe and healthy, you don't have to worry about it. And so, I think uh, I think it's all part of um, this new sort of expanding of our ideas that we're seeing in today's society. It's an expanding of what what is you know what do you have in your life? What's in your world? You know. You know, what are you adding to your body? What are you adding to your day? What, how are you expanding your, your consciousness, your point of view? These are all new things, too. New, uh, new uh, considerations. These are points to consider that in the past really haven't been left up to the individual. It's yeah. mostly like you go along with the, the tide, mm-hmm. you know. But now you can you could grab a hold of yourself and say, listen, man, I'm going uh, to think about this the way I think about it. And then make the decisions to, you know, uh, have uh, be res- you not not a victim anymore. You mm-hmm. know, as a victim, oh, they're this, they're that. Ah, eh, you know, they are what they are. But you now, you, with the ability to recognize, you you know that you ha- you are capable, and that you are uh, uh, potentially uh, just getting started. I mean, we're all yeah. young uh, if we want to be. If you want well, to we're be certainly all a work uh, in progress, and you know, let's hope the more you keep improving yourself, the more you enjoy this process of life. So we were talking about like people like, trying Pilates. People love trying new shit. You know, yeah. I get into archery recently. It's fun. It's like something exciting about learning something. You know, you don't know that much about it, and you can see your progress. You know, maybe you know, take up a, a, a martial art or a sport a or a skill. Yeah, S- something you can yeah, uh, start doing something. Sewing. I mean, uh, I, I don't know anything. I mean. Uh, 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 the uh, you know uh, it's it's good to have a balance. Yeah, you know the, it is. It's it's super super important to to have a balance and also to find things in your life that stimulate you. The more things that I do that excite me and stimulate me, the more things that I do where I'm learning new stuff. You know, it just I, I get into things and they, those things that I get into wind up enriching my life. The enthusiasm that I get from pursuing some new subject that I'm interested learning in. Learning is yes. cool when you're learning what you want to learn about. Which is why I wanted to talk to you about these crazy screens that you're trying to hook up these tanks with. Oh, this yeah. is the thing that Crash was going off about forever was these screens that <laughs> would suspend above the tank and emit the lowest amount of light possible so that you only saw the image. You didn't see the actual screen itself or the border itself. You just saw the image in front of you. And in that sensory deprivation state where the only input that was coming in was what you were catching off the screen and what you were hearing from the program, that your mind would be way more easily, uh, uh, way more able to absorb the information. It's a trip. We, after five uh, tries, military providers we used to get this thing finally doing what it's supposed to do. So it's like, it's been a, a difficult to get it to be contained, that image in that area that it has to be in with Fort. Uh, so that that was very – because, you know, you're laying down looking at it. And one of the first things that we figured out was 
because you're on your back. And there right. he is up there. So we take it, and you go like this, zoop, and you go whoop. And as soon as the screen changes around, you're convinced that you're standing on your feet and looking forward on your feet at the screen. Really? Oh, this is one of the first things. And then there's some other stuff, too, that... You know, the, so what, when you're lying on mm-hmm. your back and you're watching the video, you think you're standing if up? If you take the video, the, you make the – there is no video for this really because right. it's like mostly your brain – you don't want to see uh, Gone with the Wind or, or you know. Right. Uh, you, it, your, your whole mind, it's just it's patterns or movements or whatever. We've been working with different stuff as much as we can with the time. We don't have enough time, but when we come back, we have a, a – we have a strategy then to, to start to produce these programs uh, involved in uh, uh, this system. But the, uh, the, the initial uh, – what's occurring there with that is uh, – then, you know, that's, uh, that's the future. You see this – Well, it, explain it, though. There's a screen mm-hmm. that's hovering over, over right. your face. Uh-huh, when you're laying on your back there. And how wide is it? It's, uh, the one we have now is 19 inches because the uh, material required to build it – they can't get it any bigger. Now, though, there's 32-inch screen material I can get it to make the uh, to make it 32 inches across. But is there a size that it's no longer good because you have to no, go back and forth? No, because of black borders. Or? It's all black. So uh-huh. the whole thing is a screen. Right. But it, the, 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 the uh, image will move around within the screen, so you have it all black. We're working on something, you know, like those tiles mm-hmm. in the bottom. So if you're in a dome now and you're laying on back on your dome and those tiles are underneath you, so the, the bottom is, is waterproof, of course, but you use the lights on the bottom, a projector or whatever, you know, on, on the bottom. And you're in a dome. You're laying on your back and the dome then is all filled in with uh, screens and stuff oh, and yeah. the bottom. So now you're laying in this thing and you're flying through space in a dome, the upside, everywhere you look, and then it flips you over. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, but you, can see, you can't see through the water. Yeah, it's clear as a bell. So, but wouldn't that ruin the whole idea of sensory deprivation? If oh, no, it's a whole other thing. Light underneath you? Oh, you just see light, you're flying. But you can't turn behind you and look behind you. If it's screen everywhere, you're enclosed in it. This is the right, future. But if you're, I don't really want to. Get the, the, okay, the, but if you're lying, mm-hmm. I'm confused. Sorry. Yeah. If I keep interrupting, no, no, if you're no. lying on your back uh-huh. and you're looking up, right? What difference does it make? What's behind you? You're not going to see that. Well, you you want to know that it's not it's something because then you're flying, you're suspended. You look around, you're in the air. I mean, underneath you is cool too. If you can have the whole thing encompassed okay. in you, in so a projection. if you did wind up looking up, but you can't when you're lying back like that. You, you don't can't know which way is up feet. or down. No, you would be. It would make you think that you're on your stomach, looking up at what's you know. I mean, right. looking down at what's actually up. You don't. Your mind is twisted when it twists. You have no reference. Right. So when they move you in there, you are under the impression that's the position you're in. Well, sometimes I don't know where I'm at when I'm in the tank, when I, I sort of snap out of it. I'm have like, you ever moved? I don't even know where thing? my feet are facing. Has yeah. the bottom ever fallen out or anything like that, where you take off any which way or anything Oh, like yeah. That? You feel like you're flying through space. <sighs> See, now that kind of stuff is like freaky, but you can't tell people about it because they're going... Yeah, you can. Well, you do. (laughs) I I think they froze me out because I used to talk too much about 
stuff that was probably... Who froze you out? Who's they? I don't know who they are. The fucking government, man? No, no. Area 51? Eh, those guys don't have nothing to do with me. I, I'm more of a... Uh, That's what you say, but they're controlling you with chemtrails. Uh, oh, they're spraying it in the sky. There's nanobots up there. It's just dripping down. The nano stuff mm. now, that's a weird stuff, huh? Yeah, we won't go there. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm this other sure thing has it. to do with uh, audio, mostly. The audio is what's the... Uh, yes, and the audio actually made... You had some demonstrations where it made the water move. Oh, the water is moving. It's a cymatic frequencies. We've Ooh. figured out how to then to create the patterns of sound. See, we're made out of uh, frequency-based materials. Maybe you, bro. I'm made out of twisted steel. <laughs> 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 sex appeal. It's all the pile. Um, We're made out of frequencies? Like, what do you mean? Frequency-based materials. Everything is. It's moving. Oh, you mean like string theory, the idea of everything moving at a different vibration? Matter is is comprised of uh, materials then that are, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. unique. Like your liver is uh, different than your your kidney. You know, the, the frequency of the the liver or the material that the kidney is made out of is to be different. So the cells then that would be uh, used for these purposes would, if you could, uh, see what they tell you is that the replication of the cell creates a depreciated version. In other words, as you- That's you know aging, cells, right? Yeah, that's, that's right, exactly. Okay. Well, what if instead of a depreciated version of the previous one, what if you did better? What if you created a cell that was uh, better? Why, why wouldn't you if you already understood right. but how you could doing? you do that? Well, this is going to be a tool. We have this, the sensors now. See, I was telling you about the brain thing. The Germans are getting me with the cap. The, what's the neurons? What's the brain it? thing? What it's is it? It's a cap that has the electrodes on it. Like a swimming cap? Well, it's, it's not A diving cap? Way. No, it's got electrodes on it. It's a okay. cap that goes on your head. Okay. They, they haven't built it for me yet, but I've discussed it with them, and they understand that they can do it based on some testing okay. they've done in a bathtub somewhere. But the uh, these sensors then, you see, as they're connected to you, you input information. See, that's the other thing. The sensory of, of what's going out and what's going into you mm-hmm. and then monitoring what occurs based on this input. It's, this is what that thing's all about. But, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it because it's kind of like in the future right now. And then the So your like, idea is to combine mm-hmm. sound with images to uh, essentially tune your body to a different frequency and that could potentially change the way your body produces cells? Absolutely, that's a uh, a, uh, interesting uh, analogy of the situation. But uh, indeed, uh, there's a lot of evidence to uh, uh, you know uh, a lot of evidence about meditation in the mind and the effect on the mind, the physical effect on the brain, and that what is meditation? It's tuning into a certain type of frequency, a a certain type of mindset, turning into uh, a certain mentality, tuning into a certain energy that the mind is, is focused on, and that mm-hmm. that actually has a profound effect on the very brain itself. That's pretty interesting stuff. Oh, it's super interesting. That, so that makes something uh-huh. like what you're saying actually viable. Oh, yeah. No, the, 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 we have a group of people that are willing to uh, give us the money for that. You know, that's, uh, we have the, the resources now to complete that you know, in some sort of period of time once we... Uh, Focus back to it. We've been trying to get this other stuff done so then we could get back to this stuff. But that technology that we have built and uh, patented as well is extraordinary. And that, that takes this thing to another level. I mean, this is what it is. And that's why it's so important as well. These vehicles that we're producing now, not only will they uh, be uh, used for this uh, you know, uh, stuff that we've been talking about here in, in regards to relaxation and so forth else, it will eventually in the future be used also for uh, you know other health benefits and uh, learning and uh, uh, a whole array of uh, various uh, uh, 
positive features that this thing positive benefits of it absolutely yeah. influence the, the 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 human uh, uh and to be used in conjunction with a lot of other things in your life proper totally diet exercise diet, meditation uh, all these things just ab- another tool absolutely that is the th- there is no there's all this silver bo- the, it's a it's a uh com- like you have to get it should be everything is important food your intake their mind your your rest or whatever it is it's all like that if you can get yourself uh, you know balanced out and uh, we have a lot of room for uh, growth you know like i said we're just getting started as a i think that the the species itself uh, humans that we are uh, are just starting to understand a little bit about what we are we don't know where we came from it's a very good point yeah. yeah, yeah. We are starting to understand, and we discussed it in the previous podcast about the just the, just the couple generations between us, the people that lived in the 1940s during World War One, the, the World War Two rather, the dropping of the first atomic bomb, and then the people before that the, in the 1800s. It's just a few generations. You're just dealing with a few they seventy now year know jumps. How this retina works? Mm-hmm. You've seen this in the back of the head. It's in the dark or the eyes. They changed around the information somehow. And it comes out there, and then you think it's out there when it's somehow back in here being interpreted. Well, what we were talking about earlier with meditation. There's a study. Um, um, if you uh, if you Google how meditation changes your brain, a neuroscientist explains. There was a a group of Harvard neuroscientists led by this woman uh, Sarah Lazar, who's a PhD, and they uh, they were interested in uh, mindfulness meditation, and they've reported that the brain structures, they monitored brain structures, change after only eight weeks of meditation practice. Eight weeks of meditation practice, and your brain starts branching out in a different way. It starts truly expanding your consciousness. You think of expanding your consciousness as being some sort of an airy-fairy thing? Well, no, it's measurable. Like It's, it's expanding your mind itself. What is more important than this? I don't think there's anything more important. Than I this. mean, uh, I, it, it is the, the it's the premier opportunity. Yeah. To 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 do something for yourself, and if you can expand your mind, believe me, all these people that are trying this, if they tried it in a tank, it would be oh so much more effective. It's 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 it takes so much. It's like. You know, can you, uh, you know, can you get across the country uh, riding a bike? You certainly can. Can you get across faster if you ride a plane? Fuck yeah. Okay, and this is the difference. It's like you can get there on a bike. You yeah. certainly can. Good luck. Good this luck. This is called techno shamanism. Mm. You know, in a lot of ways. technology is, right? uh, to 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 create. Like they said, there's these monks there out there trying to get these theta levels. Yeah, they say twenty years in a side of a mountain meditating. Or you could go jump in a chamber and uh, get yourself sorted out and, uh, you know, much, <laughs> much faster. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see what those Kundalini masters see when they hit that highest level. Because I do believe that they can achieve psychedelic states. Well, they're doing that. They're doing I don't know. That. Are they? Kundalini people? Well, are? I don't know. They are. But some of those monks up there mm. in these uh, monasteries or wherever they're at, they use these uh, frequencies that they produce with their uh, their yeah. throats and stuff to affect them somehow. Well, Duncan Trussell knows how to do that. He'll he he can do those chants, those crazy Buddhist chants. He has them memorized. It's very freaky when he starts doing it. Does it take him in to somewhere? Does he go uh, in his mind? Yeah, I mean, somewhere? he he, uh-huh. he also the freeing aspect of chanting and just the harmonizing and saying all those things. You just sort of like get into this state Process. of mind. It, yeah. it puts you into this this vibe. Huh. Duncan benefited tremendously from the tank, though. Duncan has uh, been my friend for a long time, and one time, way in the past, he had a, a bad breakup. Called me up uh, from a hotel, 
he was at some uh, hotel. He's like, dude, you know, my girlfriend just kicked me out. We had this horrible breakup. It just went awful. And I'm, I'm like, he was living with her. He's like, I'm literally homeless. And I said, hey, come live with me. I got an extra bedroom. So Duncan came and lived with me and was going into the tank that you designed. And he would go in the tank every day. He lived with me for like... Um, a few months, I don't know how many, maybe four or five, I don't remember totally okay. until he got back on his feet again, but he sorted everything out in that tank and he would tell me about it. He was like, dude, he goes, I just can't wait to get back in that tank again. Every day I just get in that tank and I'm, I'm figuring it out more and more. He's figuring it out. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. reading what they never. said or is it, he goes in there and it figures it out. I've never met a guy Ugh. who got his shit in order quicker, back quicker than from a devastating breakup than duncan did was willing to yeah. in, to go in there and 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 do the work required to get done with that he also realized what had gone wrong like really quickly instead of like wallowing in his own self-pity mm. or trying to distort reality to sort of um just sort of be e- more easily digestible you know like yeah. it was all her she's crazy no, yeah he, he sort of to, uh, he saw the whole put thing the twist on it he didn't put any twist on it he, he saw, the whole saw thing his and, part in it as well as the other one and uh, realized yeah. and then from then he went on to become a successful comedian i mean it's crazy it's just like a slow build from there he caught caught that momentum but it was a lot of it was based on doing going that in that tank having those experiences on a daily basis it's it's a it's a fantastic uh, system for people to then uh, you know access themselves. Yeah, I mean, and that that you know the the rest of it is you know it's it's a uh, it's crapshoot. You really never know what you're going to run into in there, but you you do always have that opportunity to uh, look at yourself, and uh, you know. And sometimes I don't even do that. Sometimes <laughs> I just relax. Sometimes there are times where like, you know, I'll come home and uh, maybe I come home from a show and everyone's asleep and I say, yeah, I just need to go in there and chill for a bit. And I'll just go in there and just chill. Like I'm done. I'm tired. I did work. I I did shows. I, I did a podcast. I did some writing. I maybe even worked out already too. I don't have nothing to think about. I just want to chill. And so I go in there and just the... Just Check out. floating, man. Less this, the mm. the lightening of the load, the releasing of all those muscles, and the I get out of there and I feel so good. I feel so like calm and chill. So important, man. It should be everywhere. They should have them. Every gym should have them. Community center should have them. Schools should have them. Universities should have them. It should be just as important as having a basketball court. You got a basketball court, but you don't have a tank. What the fuck, are you guys? Are you teaching people shit? You know, you need to get a goddamn tank room, son. Well, we're gonna. Uh, I think that we're gonna do what we can do to make that all happen. You know, these schools and stuff where these kids are at. Once again, uh, you know. If if things go the way that we we hope they go, uh, we're all about uh, providing these vehicles uh, for uh, schools and uh, you know old people or veterans or these veterans get a lot of benefit out of this too. They get that PSD, whatever it is, PTSD, yeah, they, post traumatic stress disorder. They, they they say that the chamber is is the one thing that uh, helps them up. You know, they they're all getting the chem, the you know the the medication and so forth, but other than that, they don't really have a, a an option, you know. And so, this is a thing uh, that would be uh, very uh, appropriate to uh, offer these these uh, servicemen and women that, that come back and uh, have uh, troubles dealing with uh, 
the framework of their situation when they get back here. If Absolutely. they had the opportunity to go in there and investigate the, uh, you know, because it's already done. You can't go in there and erase whatever it was that's bothering you. Mm-hmm. But you could go in there and come to terms with whatever it was, realizing it is, it's done, it is what it was. Just like any other problem that people go back to. I mean, at some point, it's it's up to you to release yourself from that obligation to f- get upset or feel bad about something that didn't go right in the past, you know? And uh, That's a huge point because people define themselves by the past. Instead of thinking about who they are now, instead of they, they still look back at a mistake they made and don't just get past that mistake, grow and learn, but dwell on it. I think oh, it defines them. It's the worst thing. I met some guys in band. He's a, he's a singer. I've only met him twice, two different times, years later. Both times he started telling me about this story about what happened to him when he was in this. And you're thinking, this poor guy has gone on all these years, and he's still focused on the worst situation that he ever had to live through. Yeah. And he's so uh, attached to it. Well, some guys get one breakup, and they're done. Some guys, one breakup in their 20s will tank them for a decade. I've met guys like that. That, yeah, you know, I came out here with Sally, and, you know, she fucking fell in love with her trainer. And, dude. Sally still? Move on. What is that? Ten fucking years ago. Oh. Bro, you know, it changed my life, bro. But I gotta tell you, I'm so disappointed. I can't trust women anymore. Ugh. Oh, you stupid fuck. You know, what, what if you got mugged by one person, you're done trusting people? Every, you get, exactly. I mean, yeah. uh, one person was, was a murderer. Let's not trust anybody. Yeah, yeah. You know? I heard about Ted Bundy. I'm not trusting people anymore. <laughs> oh, okay, great. I'm not sleeping tonight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, yeah, I mean, th- there's definitely pitfalls in life. You're going to run into them. We all are. No, you can learn and grow if you survive. You that's, pick yourself up, you dust the dust off, and then you start going. Yeah. You know, you don't let this stuff, uh, don't well, let it beat you down. It's also directly proportionate to the amount of hardships that people face in life, their ability to face hardships. You know, and there's a lot of folks that live life on a cushy cloud of marshmallows and bullshit, and then one day something goes wrong. And, I mean, that's why s- spoiled kids are so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, a spoiled young boy is one of the saddest things ever. A young boy that becomes a man and can't take care of himself, and his dad has to keep on rescuing him. His dad has to keep mm-hmm. on bailing him out of situations and giving him money. I've met guys like that, and that is a crippling affliction when they don't have the character themselves to be able to get by in life. They constantly need someone to help them and bail them out. Even as a grown man, I've met guys in their 40s that still need help from their parents. I'm like, what the fuck, man? You're never going to get it right because somewhere along the line, they didn't face enough of the adversity to realize that there's sometimes you just got to get up and get shit done. There's sometimes where you have to fucking pull yourself up and you have to push forward even if you want to stay in bed. And if you don't do that and you just keep calling on your daddy and your daddy keeps rescuing you, you never develop those tools. You never develop that ability to recognize what you're doing wrong with your life. Because you're, you're soft. you got a cushiony. you got a safety net, a safety net for your safety net. I have this friend, and she has this, uh, this friend that she's been friends with uh, for decades. And this poor fuck, his family's super, super, super wealthy. Like, unbelievable wealthy. Billions of dollars. And he had, not only did he have, uh, he had a trust fund and a backup trust fund. So he blew through the trust fund, and then he blew through the backup trust fund. Real estate investments and just disastrous business ventures, no character, no discipline, no ability to stick it out, but incredible amount of resources. He had millions and millions of dollars, just pissed it all away. Didn't understand it, completely depressed. And one day he said to her, he said, you know, because she has children as well and she has sons. He said to her, he goes, whatever you do, do not give your kids money. 
Don't give them a fucking penny. He goes, especially your boys. Don't give them a penny. That that ruined me. Don't give them money. And I was like, wow, that's deep shit. To be a man like in your late 40s looking back at your life, this disaster wreckage that you've put forth with the millions you've blown. And now he has like a retail job. His parents Ugh. fucking abandoned him. I mean, you, you look at that and you go, whoa, this is, this is wild shit, man. The guy's just still struggling from the way he was developed, from the the tools that were instilled in him at, at childhood and in you know in adolescence, and having that safety net just provided him with a way to stay in bed, kept him weak. Never developed character. Yeah. Or the uh... you have an opportunity every time things go wrong, every time things feel terrible. You have an opportunity to learn from whatever makes you feel terrible and never allow it to happen again. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That push forward. Don't don't do it again. Yeah. You know, learn from your mistakes. We all make them. That's where meditation comes in. Recognizing that and solidifying it in your head. And I believe meditation in the tank, which is a more magnified form of meditation. I think it's more intense. And I think that you can you could really get something out of that. If with those sort of ideas in your mind about constant, consistent improvement, and that's only the only thing that you'll allow from yourself is to maintain a certain standard, then consistently try to improve. And do that. Do that, and you'll, you'll be a happier person. That's mm-hmm. an amazing uh, concept there to become a part of, to where you're involved in your the construction of your own character. Yes. Through your own efforts and your own evaluation, and then to, to make the right steps and make the right decisions that to become even stronger as you go. Yeah, engineering your life. It can be done. You know, it's not, it's not impossible. You no. can, I mean, you can do it to a certain extent. A certain extent, you can do it. The world could be a better place, Crash, right? It's becoming a better place. It's becoming a better place. And that's place. what everybody's part here is to do, is to hopefully make it a little bit better. You know, if we could all get on that, just do that together try to make things a little bit better just a little bit better it, it would really uh have a a monstrous effect i agree and uh i want to thank you i want to thank you for coming on the podcast and uh talking about this stuff and i really want to thank you for being this guy who's out there innovating in this you know almost forgotten business because for me uh knowing you has been very important it, it's helped me a lot and knowing your tanks and being aware of that you know there's a guy out there that's pushing it so far and has created this incredible portal i i, th- I think of it i mean i know what it is it's a, a it's a tank filled with water and i know there's a heater attached and i know there's filters and i know but for me, it's a portal. I get in that fucking thing, and I transform. I, I, I travel. It's I go to places. Yeah. It doesn't move. It's a mental vehicle. It takes you somewhere. Yeah, it does. It opens up passages in your mind that take you to some pretty extraordinary places. So, thank you, my brother. Thank you, Joe. You've you know, been uh, monumental in my life, and uh, I want to thank you, you know, from the bottom of my heart. That, well, uh, we found each other, man. That's, yeah. what, that's how that's supposed to work, you know? You know, we we both uh, let people understand uh, what the the benefits of these things are, and we both benefit from them as well, and are generous with those ideas and, and s- spread those ideas to other people, just to let them know, man, I'm not making this up. You can you can really get better. Yeah, you, your life can fuck it. And the people who, if you're perfect right now, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who are you, you strange fuck? But I, I really believe everyone, lonely, no, everyone, <laughs> everyone can benefit from that. Yeah. Everyone. So uh, if you guys want to go, the Float Lab is uh, is booked up rock solid deep into August. But um, the the Brentwood one, who knows when it'll be open? Hopefully Westwood. Westwood excuse me, not Brentwood. Uh-huh. Westwood. What's the difference? Where's Where's Westwood? Uh, UCLA. Okay. Where's Brentwood? Brentwood is. I was confused. Towards Beverly Hills. I just Hills realized. Right? 
Which one's more posh? Which one is where... Um, Brentwood. Brentwood is where OJ killed, uh, yeah, allegedly. That's real posh. Mm, it's very posh. Very <laughs> posh. That's why it was quite shocking. They, I'm not allowed in that, that neck of the woods. They don't let you in? No, uh, I can't get into I'll Brentwood. I'll talk to somebody. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so we'll, we'll let you know when uh, Westwood opens up. We'll let you know on the podcast. Meanwhile, you can follow Crash uh, on Twitter. It's The Float Lab is the uh, website for, uh, for The Float Lab itself. And uh, do you guys have an Instagram, too? Yeah, we do the uh, Facebook, Float Lab Technologies. Float Lab Technologies on Facebook. Please like that and follow and all that good stuff. And we're going to have that uh, chamber to do something with here soon in the near future. Let's cool. Figure it out. My old chamber. We'll figure out some sort of a uh, contest and give that bitch away. We'll be the second time of giving away a chamber. I'm very excited about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back tomorrow with the full charge. Matt Fultron will be in the house. And uh, that's it. All right. Till then, much love. Big kiss. Mwah.